Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we shout our questionable expertise into the yawning void of the internet. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Good work. Getting faster yeah, and faster on that intro. I moved it closer to my face this time. Yeah, you sounded very <laughs> confident. Thank you. I felt confident. You know how doing one incredibly simple thing that you should have done every time mm-hmm. suddenly makes you feel like you've got a whole plan for the day? <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You get up on time, you're like, time to kick back because I really did it today. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, I love the thing where you're like getting ready to go out grocery shopping or whatever, and you remember a thing you thought you weren't going to remember and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm mm-hmm. doing it. I'm killing it today. And then you still forget it when you're at the <laughs> store, but you remembered it before you went to the store and you you yep. got all the endorphins of remembering it then. Yes. I keep thinking there's something wrong with my shopping list app on my phone because I'm like, I know I wrote down, you know, cilantro or whatever. It's not on here. And then I forgot to buy it. That cannot be true. It must be in my own mind, but I've so yes. gaslit myself that I'm like, I know I wrote that down. <laughs> no, I didn't. I couldn't have. Ugh. I've, uh, I've picked up the object that I mean to leave the house with so that I can mm-hmm. bring it to another place and placed it with my keys and wallet. And then something happens, a bunch of, like, <laughs> I, black, I black out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, footage missing. Uh, and I am at the destination with my keys and wallet and without the object. <laughs> Uh, yep. use object on door. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't! It's not in your inventory! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goddammit! Ugh, <laughs> uh, it- every- every mess. time. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know, like, I don't- I have a very bizarre me- memory where I remember, like, specific details very well, but then sometimes Jen will be like, hey, remember when we went to that restaurant? And I'll be like, no. And she'll be like, that was a week ago. And I'll be like, I still don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, I think um, my long-term memory is a lot better than my short-term memory. Yeah. I think mine might be the opposite. I have, like, an amazingly good short-term memory, and I just cannot remember anything that happened more than two weeks ago. Hmm. I can not remember words, but I can remember numbers or things of that nature. Yeah, mm. if someone tells me a phone number, that will just be in my memory for maybe an hour, and then it'll just be gone. <laughs> but yeah. for an hour, I can perfectly recall it, no problem. I always do the thing where I can remember, like, six of the seven digits mm. in a phone number, and then the last one, I'm like, seven? <laughs> and That's it's not pretty right. good, though. If you had to call them, you could get there. You could just dial <laughs> Yeah, around. but I'd have to call nine strangers first. <laughs> sure, that's fine. <laughs> because that's the other thing, like, if I have to take a stab, I always get it wrong. <laughs> I never guess the right one. Mm. Uh, like you have a bunch of keys that you're trying on a door, and it's the last one that actually works? Mm-hmm. Well, that's just because I stopped trying after I get no, the I mean, you works. tried all the other ones first! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, I feel like we're getting into some real lateral thinking puzzles today. Uh, I like that we keep circling back around to a Zork kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's good, actually. This is reminding me that I should finish playing Loom. Yes, oh yeah, Loom so is good. incredible. Great game. I, I can't believe that... <laughs> 
I can't believe that that game, A, came out when computers were basically just two colored lights in a box. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's so beautiful. And now you can get it for like 98 cents or something on good old games. Yeah. It's incredible. We were talking earlier about how funny it is when a movie ends the movie calling its shot saying these characters are going to be back for a sequel, but that sequel Note never happened. Note to listeners, we were talking about that not on this podcast. You're not insane. <laughs> I said earlier, Go on, that's Lisa. fine. That covers it. <laughs> we're only like two <laughs> minutes into the show. They remember. <laughs> Um, but, uh, that same kind of, uh, bad feeling I get from Loom, knowing that there were supposed to be two sequels about the yes. two other main characters, and they never made them, and those would be so good! Here's a suggestion. What if we made them? No. Yes. yes. I say yes. Okay, I'm getting okay. mixed reports here. <laughs> I don't want a Rise of Skywalker Loom. No, we'll do it good, Wait. though! Yeah, That's what J.J. Abrams do? thought would happen! <laughs> <laughs> he didn't try to make a bad Star War. <laughs> yes, but he had a lot of pressures in terms of like having the actual rights to make it, and so a lot of people expected a lot of things of mm. him. If we just made a non-licensed Loom sequel, A, we would be sued, but B, we could just make it the way that, you know, we could run it the way a kid would run it. Does Disney <laughs> exactly. own Loom now? Or was yes, or were LucasArts IPs sold off before that? Oh, that's a good question. I assumed that Disney owned it, but I don't know. Yeah, good question. Uh, I like that some of these old games, they kind of have one person at the helm, like the guy who made Loom. Uh, mostly uh, the brainchild of one person. So can we like just harass him into making them? <laughs> can we get him to do that? Probably. Like We could make him kickstart it. We did that to Tim Schafer to make him make a new game. <laughs> well, if he has yeah, an but wasn't it bad? Wasn't it dookie but garbage? <laughs> uh, Broken Age? I think people liked it. It was okay. I, it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Yeah. I, I played the first 15 minutes and was like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. But here's Once the thing about this old- giant twist immediately, it's kind of disappointing where you're like, yeah, I already figured out the twist, though, unfortunately. Yeah. The, the problem with uh, trying to recreate the feeling of old adventure games is you're an adult now, so you're never going to recapture that feeling of playing Maniac Mansion or whatever. <laughs> You're never going to get is... that feeling of uh, a character saying, oh, I don't know, that song seems wrong. I wonder if you could maybe play it backwards or something. But you as a kid, it takes you three hours to figure out you have to play the song backwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is weird how old video games have an air of being good just because we didn't expect them to be able to do what they could do, mm-hmm. where you're like, wow, this is incredible, this spell I used works in two places. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like... That's every game now. Like, so. <laughs> Nintendo got a lot out of, like, oh my god, you can cut the signs in half in Zelda. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's nothing, but, like, when yeah. <laughs> when you're a kid playing Ocarina of Time for the first time, you're like, this is the future of gaming. <laughs> yeah, yes. until you accidentally cut a sign in half before you read it, and then you're like, oh no. <laughs> ah, <laughs> but then the, there's the other secret. If you play Zelda's Lullaby uh, in front of a broken sign, it reassembles itself. Mm. Uh, I guess. That's only that one game, though. Yeah, I don't it know if be, that happens it, in the it, others. It would be cool if you... Uh, solved any kind of pu- if it, it, it was involved in the game in any way that you needed to cut a sign and have to solve something. Oh yeah, of course. It would be cool if any of the like <laughs> interesting mechanics in these games were used for something besides uh, it's just there. 
Yeah. I I remember being blown away in Loom that there's a spell called the the Song of Dying, mm. like dying wool, uh, and you can cast it on yourself to turn your robe green. <laughs> yes. It's so mm-hmm. good. And the fact that you can play that one backwards to bleach things instead. Ah, genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Yeah, that game is uh, extremely, like, ahead of its time in terms of the things it's doing in, like, yeah. 1989 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh. <coughs> I do think that the thing is, I think that the three of us could write and code a game on the scale of Loom with by ourselves without too much trouble, uh, mm-hmm. given the tools that are available now. But the literally the only thing that's good about Loom is the pixel art, and I don't know that we have those skills. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, I really like making sprites, but I will get very caught up in symmetry and uh, things looking good on a micro scale, and then when you zoom out, you're like, oh no, I didn't consider the macro scale properly. <clears throat> I always have a problem with that with pixel art. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I was watching a, a I watched like a GDC talk about um, video game preservation, and they talked about how a lot of these old uh, adventure games that initially ran on like a six color VGA computer, mm. you can't get that version anymore. Like, you just don't have access to the version that the creator worked on and designed to work with a certain, like, limit, and instead you can only get the, like, slightly enhanced version that looks fine and pretty much the same, but, like, it loses something by not having that limitation on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you look at YouTube videos of, like, TV shows that were on in the 80s and 90s, and it's so blurry that you're like, how did we watch this? Yeah. And I've heard that, like, watching it on a CRT, the blurriness is different somehow, but I don't understand. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I I think that's true. Um, I played a little bit of Sega Genesis on a CRT this weekend, and um, Sega's pretty good at emulating their games. Like, they've mm, gotten pretty... I hear pre- Sega does what Nintendo Yeah, they do, a- okay. they do what Nintendo don't, which is they let you put, like, a CRT filter and a little bit of, like, blur over it, so it looks more like it they allow you to- also they allow you to play their old games that you like, yeah. instead of keeping them away from you <laughs> forever. Mm-hmm. They will let you give them money to play Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which I have done on so many consoles. <laughs> um, but like, it, it is, it is different. It's like, the way it glows is, is different. Um, mm-hmm. like, you couldn't tell Cesar Romero had a mustache. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I do, I do agree with you in this, that when, um, HD television started to come around, suddenly you could see what eye color people had in, on TV shows when you just pretty much couldn't before then. You had no idea. Yes, that's true, but I'm, I'm thinking more like the earlier this week I watched a, uh, defunct land, uh, they, they're doing like old TV shows for kids now, and I watched a a video on YouTube about where in the world is Carmen San Diego, the game show. <laughs> and it was great. Jeff is wrong. Yeah. It was great. Uh, it was the craziest show, and I can't believe that it existed. And I remember watching that as a kid on our old CRT TV and, like, being able to see the maps with the lines on them and knowing, mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't know what these countries are, but these kids do, and that's cool. <clears throat> yeah. Watching this YouTube video, it is like 
a haze is over the entire studio where they're filming. Like, there is something, it's not just that it's sharper defined. There's something that was done in the filming process in those days that purposefully blurred it so that the blur would come out again with the lower definition of the CRT. I don't really know, (laughs) but there's no way that it looked this bad when I watched it as a kid. I think also, the things that you're seeing online are people's homemade copies of things, so they're recorded over and over and they lose something every time, I'm sure. I don't think that's true. I don't think that that's the problem. Like, even when you watch, like, Disney Channel TV shows from that time on Disney+, Plus, they are filmed... I think it's just the camera technology at the time was built to look good on CRT... I don't know. I, think it, I really think it's something to do with the loss. It, it depends on the show. Some shows were shot to videotape, which yes. doesn't really age well. Some shows were filmed, so if they still have the the negatives, they can, uh, you know, reprocess it in to, yes, to look I, good. I, I do want to correct you there. No children's shows were filmed on film. Yeah, absolutely. They that's, were all on video. <laughs> that's, that's why uh, all of the Carmen Sandiego stuff uh, looks like garbage now, because it was... It was a disposable product for children. Yes, that is absolutely true. I just feel like I, I, it could not possibly have been this blurry when I was watching it as a kid. <laughs> I remember being able to read the names of the characters as they came up. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Patty Larceny, remember that? Yes. Pretty good. <laughs> but also, um, even if it is like the master tape, if it truly is a tape, won't it lose some uh, fidelity over time because of magnetic stuff? Yeah, tapes (laughs) tapes do degrade. sunspots, maybe? No, I mean, they're not being stored in lead-lined containers, right? Aren't they? (laughs) Oh, well, I don't know about that. You're right. I don't don't know if if magnets have anything to do with it, but tapes do degrade over time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's true. I, I, I don't know about that, but I do know my company stores a lot of old Hollywood original film reels in Whoa. a salt mine in Utah. So that's cool. That's weird. Is that in case yeah. you ever need to uh, pull up the medical records that are only kept in someone's old movies? <laughs> I mean, we store things other than medical records, Jeff. We also have in a old, old abandoned coal mine in Pittsburgh all of the original sheet music that Paul Simon wrote. Oh, wow. So that's weird. Uh, where Where's the Ark of the Covenant? Uh, I can't tell you that. Ah, I almost got gotcha. you. Yeah. Oh, uh, I actually no wait, it's in the first Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> hey. Uh that that's a um uh artifact that predated Indiana Jones, right? Um I, the idea I don't of it. I don't think the it was full of, of ghosts sure. before Indiana Jones though. No. <laughs> I don't think it was ever found, but it was implied, you know, cuz it it was written about. I feel like I feel like the obviously the Holy Grail was like an artifact people gave a shit about before Indiana Jones and like the Spear of Longinus and all of that stuff. I do think the Ark of the Covenant was more metaphorical than real, yeah. than like an actual tangible object until Indiana Jones came along. It was like, no, you could put, you could get it, you can get uh, this Ark. No, I'm pretty sure that everything in the Bible is a fact that was written down by Jesus with a magic pencil. Yeah, I guess, but like, who gives a shit? 
shit about this box <laughs> until Indiana Jones <laughs> finds out it can kill every Nazi. Listen, if you told me there was a box out there that could kill every Nazi, I'd go for it. I'd go try to find it. <laughs> you do have to make the Nazis look at it. You have to trick them into looking at the box uh, by yeah. pretending that you want yeah, you it very say badly. God's magic is in it. Yeah. No, yeah. it's <laughs> way easier than that. You just download one of Joe Rogan's podcast videos, it cut in 10 seconds of this box, and then upload it to YouTube, and then I'll be dead in a week. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I think, no, I don't think the Ark ever was found, but it's just the fact that people believe that the tablets were given to Moses by God, and then the people made a special uh, box to hold those, so then where's that box, Right. Yes, but again, like, the box was just made by normal people. <laughs> it's right. just a box. It's yeah. not... But to the hold box the, doesn't have God's power right, in it. Right, but to hold the word of God, which is what they show in the movie. <laughs> I do like the idea that Moses came down with the stone tablets of the Ten Commandments, and he was like, Okay, guys, I'm going to show you these laws, but before I do, if any of you are racist, your face is going to melt off. <laughs> I'm warning you now. And someone you raised their hand. Like, like, that isn't kind of what happened in the Bible, where he's like, all right, guys, time to listen to the word of God and be holy. What the fuck? And then he looks around, and they're worshipping golden calves and killing people. I mean, yes, but then he, the next scene isn't him holding up the tablets and lasers ble- beaming out of them and yes, melting people's bodies. <laughs> they opened a hole in the earth, and a bunch of them fell in because they were wicked. That's not lasers! Uh, no, the, la- so. the, the lasers were a metaphor, Matt, for for Indiana Jones spiting the wicked. Smiting? Smiting the wicked. I like that we're disagreeing on which kind of insane Pokemon power comes out of these uh, tablets. Yeah. Uh, Christ. Uh, oh my god, we oh, haven't even be- talked about anyone's thing this week, have we? <laughs> That's going to be the next god-tier Pokemon, is going to be the Ten Commandments tablets in the new one. Tablamon. Yeah, what if they did a Pokemon set in, like, the Middle East, <laughs> and it was all Judeo-Christian mythology? I bet there's a ROM hack of that, isn't it, for, I'm like, sure Christian is, bookstores. Yeah. Yeah, Bible Adventures yep. Pokemon you're not edition. Allowed, you're not allowed to learn witchcraft from this Pikachu, but <laughs> if you play this version, you can become best friends with Jesus, and he'll use Thundershock or whatever. Yeah, ghost-type Pokemon are all evil. Mm-hmm. What about the Holy Ghost? Mm? Oh, uh, which one's the Holy Ghost? Gengar? Uh, n- no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a better uh, I one. I can't. Yamas. Jacob. I think it's Jacob Marley. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't realize. Well, I thought he really was kind of a struggle. dick. I thought that was the point. I mean, he was, but he's. Like, I guess all of the ghosts in that story are like good Christians. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he wasn't. And that's why. Well, he- yeah, he goes to hell. <laughs> he is now, though. Here's the thing about Jacob Marley that you forget: he is like tortured for eternity in hell. Yeah. And yet, no, I he, remember like, that. Yeah, but that's not the part. Oh. He he comes back just to save his good friend. It doesn't help him in any way. Mm-hmm. And he's not <clears> forgiven so maybe, for it. Yeah, and he's not forgiven for it. So maybe he wasn't as selfish as, as we all thought he was, huh? Huh. Well, God, that, God, God still thinks he's selfish enough to yeah. him in hell, though, right? God is a well, lot stricter than uh, some other uh, moral things. Like, Darth Vader got to go to heaven, and all he did was throw one guy down a chute. 
Uh, yeah, that's true. The fact that there's a- any moment in any Star Wars movie where people feel sympathetic for Darth Vader after he killed an entire planet of people is wild. Yeah, like, you could feel bad for him up until the point where he, uh, lights up his lightsaber and uses it to cut children in half. Even that, I feel like there's some way to redeem a character from that, but to, like, facelessly from space, just obliterate an entire (laughs) planet worth of people, and not care? Even ignoring the prequels, what about the time he lit up his lightsaber and cut his son in half? He only- he didn't cut him cleanly in half, he just cut his hand off. Yeah, he did end up in two pieces after it, though, Jack. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And you can uh, grow a new Luke Skywalker from that hand. I could, I could forgive like him crab. for that. Well, Luke, uh, only because Luke Skywalker is very annoying, and we've all thought about cutting his hand off. <laughs> yeah, it's part of his journey. He needs to get his hand cut off. Uh, it's it's the like bottom of the journey into the unknown. Joseph Campbell wrote about this. Yes. <laughs> the hero with a thousand uh, robot hands. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa, I want to read that story. <laughs> uh, he just lies on his back and all the hands on his back he's walk just, along with little just, fingers. He's just a millipede. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the 15th stage of the monomyth is hero gets a robot hand. <laughs> the, the 15th stage is the hero awakes one morning to find he's been transformed into a giant insect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I uh, guess it, that is after uh, that is death and rebirth, and then the robot hand is transformation. Yeah, <laughs> These are right, actual steps in the hero's journey. Louisa, yes, what did you do this week? The- <laughs> Congratulations, Jeff! You're the first person to compare Star Wars to the Mono Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Yeah, that was inaccurate of you to say. Uh, Okay, Louisa, what did you do this week? (laughs) Uh, So, I've been doing more linoleum carving, and I hate to talk about it because it's boring, but it's fun to do, and I mean, it's boring to hear about, but it's fun to do, and uh, yeah, it's nice to accomplish something. I started using a new linoleum, this is called Battleship Grey Linoleum, like this is the term they use in the industry, which is kind of weird, but... Oh, you sunk my battleship, am I right? Yeah. That's what yeah. I should make a carving of. Yep. Battleships. Ooh, do it. <laughs> no. Oh, um, okay. What's nice about this is it's not rubber, like I've been using rubbery linoleum before, so it's very crumbly. So as you cut a line, you can just, like, sweep your hand across it, it'll just break off all the loose pieces, which is kind of nice. Does it ever break in a way, in a way you didn't intend, though? Because that would be my worry. Yeah, there is... Mm, you, you do have to be careful, but there that's kind of the thing you have to be careful with on normal linoleum, too, which is hold the knife really close to the surface and hold your fingers on the surface so you're only putting a tiny bit of pressure onto the knife, and then you're... Right. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the thing that I've encountered in woodworking is that they say you have to, like, listen to and go with the grain of the wood when you're doing carvings, mm-hmm. and that's fine until the grain is going in a way I don't want... <laughs> And then I'm like, well, what the fuck do I do now? I can't just, I can't just have this bird have a like a spike coming out of his neck. Yeah, you can. Now Why it's not? A <laughs> yeah, it's a spike type bird. Yeah, a yep. skarmory. That's all you need. Some spikes. 
Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. No, I know uh, what you like, mean. It's like the thing, uh, the famous, what is it, Michelangelo quote about you take a block and you carve away everything that's not an elephant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, sometimes, you can't do, sometimes you can't do that. No, Jeff. Yes, Jeff. You're the first person to compare <laughs> Renaissance painters <laughs> to Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> compare? I don't think that's a fair way to say... <laughs> What you did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's like any kind of um, uh, art uh, medium where the first thing you're learning is how to use the medium because it's going to want to do certain things that you're not used to, and then you have to work yep. with it rather than against it. Yeah, that sucks. That's the part I don't like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is hard. But um, yeah, it's going pretty well. Uh, it's tough because this linoleum, um, it's not, it doesn't stay perfectly flat. It like curves up uh, in mm. a convex way. So you have mm-hmm. to lay the block down and then put the paper on top of it and then rub over the paper to try to get the in- image transferred. And it's a little tricky. Mm. So I'm still learning that stuff. So where can people get copies of these prints that you're making if they want to? What's your <laughs> online Etsy store called? <laughs> I don't have one yet, but I'm actually thinking about it for the first yeah. time. Yeah. Here we go. So, yeah. Uh, stay tuned. I guess I'm saying this on the podcast, and so now I have to really look at it. So oh, I will, now you have I to do, do it, because anything we say on this podcast has to be based in reality. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you die in the podcast, you die in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is true. <laughs> Uh, I kind of wish I did digital art because then there's no shipping or anything. The thing I'm worried about with an Etsy store is like properly getting things shipped and then dealing with it if the post office loses something or something. But here's what you damaged. do: you make your prints mm-hmm. and then you scan them and uh, then sell digital copies of them as NFTs. That's right, Uh-oh. online. Mm, here we go. Uh, and then if people want a physical print, then you can ship them one. But that way, you can make a little bit of money off of people who don't want to do the whole shipping rigmarole. Yeah. Mm, I guess. That also makes it a lot easier for people to steal your work, though. So Mm -hmm. there is that. You just have to... You get one rainforest and burn it down and it turns into 500 Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that all you have to do? Yeah, I think that's how NFTs work. (laughs) Oh my god. NFTs are the funniest goddamn scam in the entire universe. They are so (laughs) hilarious to me. You, I bet you one million dollars that in a year we will not remember that NFTs even happened. Of course not! You're paying yeah. $20,000 to have a URL that goes to a page that says you own a tweet. Yes. <laughs> I also think it's so funny how often people have been like, I tried to buy an NFT and I got scammed. Like, of course you did! Yeah, you, you can't not get scammed. Get scammed. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh like say it's like saying that you uh you paid for a a reading at a psychic and you got scammed. Like yeah, the scam is the yeah. thing that you're buying. <laughs> I do oh really respect someone who's already scamming people enough that they're selling NFTs and then they also are just <laughs> sending you a URL that doesn't work and then they're uh, like fuck you. <laughs> God, it's so good. Uh, yeah, it's everything about it is great. It's like it's like somebody figured out a way to like monetarily punish stupid people by getting them to punish themselves. Uh, it's insane amazing. how much people care about other people's opinions to the point where you'd spend thousands of dollars on something that doesn't exist just so you can say to other nerds, "Look, I own this and here's the proof." Like that's all you're doing that you're spending thousands on that? You're paying for a digital certificate of authenticity and you don't even Literally. get any like rights to the artwork. Yeah. 
You guys literally just described Elon Musk's career. <laughs> I hope you know that. Yeah, he's the Bitcoin uh, guy. He's made of Bitcoins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, if only. <laughs> then he wouldn't be in the meat space, at least. Yeah, we could sell him off piece by piece on the blockchain, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, yesterday I played a game that uh, I enjoyed a bit. Uh, it is a multiplayer... Uh, yeah, I've, multi-level marketing. It's a multi-level marketing scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's <laughs> it's a platform uh, action game in the vein of, like, Mega Man, except mm-hmm. the twist is it plays like Super Smash Brothers in that you have a character with, like, a basic hit attack, uh, and then, uh, four special attacks, uh, assigned to the different directions. And the way you get special attacks is by swapping out your character's, uh, robotic body parts. So, like, for example, I beat a guy and got a drill arm part, and I could assign that to, uh, the B button to be my neutral special move. So whenever I hit B, I do that drill move. And I got a dash that I assigned to B down, so whenever I hit B and down at the same time, I do this dash move. So you sort of are building your robot that, uh, functions like a customizable Smash Brothers character, and then running around these these uh, levels fighting other robots. It's pretty neat. What is this game mm. called? Megabyte Punch. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it is <clears throat> It is one of those games that is frequently on sale for almost no money, which was why I bought it in the first place. Hmm. Um, I tried... Last time you recommended one of these, it was Cosmic Star Heroine, and I tried to play it, and the writing was so abominably terrible I couldn't get more than ten minutes into it. Yeah, I so. didn't I warn you specifically against playing it because the uh, some of the pixel art was kind of janky and the writing was a little cringy. I don't remember the warning. I just remember you saying it was good. So <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna hold that against you forever. Fair enough. Uh, I do like the mechanics in that game. I did kind of have to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not invested in this story beyond aesthetically. <laughs> Speaking of of stories and games, I got the Saga Frontier remaster that came out on Switch this week, because I'd been playing all the Saga games, mm-hmm. and my god, that game sucks so bad. <laughs> like, it literally just dumps you into the game, and it's like, do whatever. Like, the, there's a story here, but we're not going to tell you where. We'll never sell. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, it sucks. Anyway. Uh, well, this sounds cool, but I'm not a fan of fighting games, so I probably won't play it, but it sounds like a fun game. It's a game. platformer, not a fighting game. Yeah, no. it, it just couldn't, it's like, uh, it's, it's like if Smash Brothers, instead of being a fighting game, was, uh, like, action-adventure platformer. Hmm. You remember when there was that platforming mode in the, which, was it the GameCube? Uh, in Brawl for the Wii. Oh, that's right, the Wii one. Yeah, people uh, people love Subspace Emissary. Yeah, that's the best part of Smash Brothers. That's why everyone always talks about it. Yep. <laughs> uh, I I also really I loved that mode. I thought the cutscenes were cool. Uh, I understand why they didn't do it again. Yes, I agree with you. Although the single player mode in the new Smash Brothers for the Switch sucks so bad, and I just wish that there was something else instead of that. Yeah, I found it 
adequate, but nothing. I think my favorite overall is, uh, in Smash Brothers 3DS, there was a mode called Smash Run, where you would get five minutes to run around a big subspace type stage, getting like power ups for your character and stuff. And then at the end of it, uh, you and the three other people, which for me were always CPUs because whoever would get together to play Smash Brothers on the 3DS together, that's insane. <laughs> Uh, would um, have a fight with all the power-ups that you gathered throughout the stage. So it was, like, very cool and fun. You know what's wild is that, like, when I was in college, we used to get together fairly often and play Smash Brothers. As you know, Jeff, you were there. Yes. I remember one of <laughs> our... Way to say that. <laughs> when we were looking uh, towards the end of uh, of college for me and the people who were, like, my same year... Uh, we did the math, and one of our friends had done enough hours uh, on Smash Brothers Brawl to earn a major in it. <laughs> that's sad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, that's fine. Uh, but, like, I remember at that time being like, oh, man, it would be cool if we could play this from our individual houses so we didn't have to find time to all get together to do this or whatever. We can do that now, but we don't. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the online mode kind of sucks a little bit. <laughs> Oh, does it? What's wrong with it? It's just laggy? <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, laggy and they're not using the right, like, there's a specific type of online code that you're supposed to use with fighting games and they're not doing it. Um, it is. I've heard this net code. Yeah, rollback net code is what you want, which is where, um, instead of just like, uploading both of your uh characters to the server and then eventually it has to resync if there's ever any lag issues it sort of like records your inputs frame by frame and then uh like syncs up those frame by frame inputs with one another in a way that is uh it doesn't throw off your timing for doing moves hmm. i think the other thing is that the only real reason it was fun to get together and play smash brothers was because we would get very drunk while we were doing it yeah and everyone getting drunk in our own houses alone is sad <laughs> yeah it's it's uh it it was more like a focus for for the evening than like a fun thing on its own i think Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes, agreed. I miss it. I miss being around miss people. Being a, yeah, I miss being in a room with people I like. You know? <laughs> I currently have two people I can be in a room with because all three of us are fully vaccinated, but we can't have any other people in that room with us. Well, there's a lot of people fully vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated now. Oh. Oh, right. And uh, Louisa and Jen both got I'm their first doses. Yeah. 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 Maybe by the time, so, maybe by Matt's birthday, we can no. all hang out in a room. My second shot is May 12th. Damn. Yeah, Jen, Jen's is May 14th. But maybe by uh, my birthday. <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say, by your birthday, Jeff, we could all get together and play laser tag. Sweet. <laughs> and spit into each other's mouths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said laser tag. <laughs> I forgot that you used that as code. My bad. Uh, um, How else do you celebrate when you <laughs> deliver a sweet kill? Yeah. Uh, I usually walk over to the person's dead body and crouch and then stand up again over and over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt, what'd you do this week? So I maybe bought a new car. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Tell us is intriguing. Tell us yes. about Schrodinger's car. <laughs> so here's the thing 
Uh, I read a whole bunch of articles online about how to re- how to buy a new car because I have anxiety, uh, and so I had to come up with this whole plan and like map it out ahead of time what was going to happen before I could even start. And then I started, and as always happens when I put a lot of research into something, none of the things happened that were supposed to. Mm-hmm. Mm. All of the articles online are like, yeah, get a quote from two different dealerships and then tell one that the other one offered you a lower price or whatever. None of them say what happened to me with every dealership, which is I emailed them and said, hi, this is the car I'd like, and they responded with, we don't have that car, get fucked. (laughs) That's weird that they would just swear at you like you didn't even do anything wrong. (laughs) I mean, they didn't swear at me, but many of them did say, like, like a one-sentence email, no punctuation or caps or anything, like, we don't have that. Every every single person who owns a car dealership is a football player that retired 20 years ago, so... <laughs> yes, I understand that, but listen, I'm emailing these people to say, please let me give you $40,000. <laughs> you should be a little nicer to me. No, you're For you're a worm sake. to them. You're dirt. That's insane. The person... The- yeah. The person typing into the keyboard on the other end, they get a percentage of this money that I want to give. Mm-hmm. Why are they not more interested in me doing it? You they're n- they're nagging in- you. <laughs> you can tell we're in late-stage capitalism and everything's fucking falling apart. Because for, what, a decade now? You can't even get the color of car you want. If you go yes. and say, I want a Volkswagen to the Volkswagen dealership, and they're like, great, let's sign the paperwork. And you're like, I would love a red one, please. They'll say, we don't have a red one. We can get you a red one, and that's going to be an extra thousand dollars. Yeah. What the Here's fuck? The thing, Louisa, we've gotten past that. Now it's, we don't have a red one, and we're not going to order it for you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yep. <sighs> yeah, I remember when my roommate bought a new car, he waited like an extra two months to get it in a different color because they had to like have the other colors manufactured. <laughs> the thing that's wild to me is I spe- I did want a specific color at the beginning of all this. <laughs> and I was like, can I get it in this color? And everyone said, no, we don't have it in that color. And then I said, what would it take to get this? And I expected people to say, we can order it and it'll cost this much. And instead, universally, everyone said, no, you cannot, we, we won't go through the trouble of ordering it for you. Are you trying to what? buy cars from pawn shops or something? Like, are you trying to buy mafia cars? <laughs> I'm trying to buy a new car from a Honda dealership. Like, Ugh, so it's not even that I'm looking for a used car that meets my specifications. These are brand new. I just want to buy a new car. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It's a nightmare. It is a nightmare. And so, like... I started out trying to do everything through email because that would be way easier for me, but literally no one would allow me to do that. So then I ended up calling a bunch of places. One of the places I called, they were like, oh, we're really sorry. We don't have this car. Like, so we'll have to, you know, we'll let you know as soon as they come in or whatever. I checked their website and they have three of the car. (laughs) So then I called back and was like, hi, I'm on your website right now. And there's a button to buy this car right now that you have and they're like oh yeah the website says that and like we do have it but we couldn't tell you that we had it on the phone because <laughs> it's still in transit and i was like so can i just click buy online now and buy it and they were like uh yeah maybe <laughs> so yeah. i did that i bought it online and then i got a confirmed 
like appointment to go pick it up today, later this afternoon. Mm-hmm. But I, when I spoke to someone yesterday, they said the car wasn't there. <laughs> God. So what's going to happen, you guys? Yeah, that's a great question. I hate how many businesses nowadays, if you go, if you're like, well, I saw online that it says you have this at your location. I understand when a business has to say, oh, sorry, our online system doesn't update properly. We, we may not have that, but let me check. Fine. I get it. Yes. But so many places are like, oh yeah, it said it had it online, but who knows, right? Like, no, you don't get to (laughs) abdicate all responsibility. Yes. (laughs) You have to be like, oh, then let's find out more. Oh, man. Yeah, and I got burned with another place that had, that said they had them online, and then I called them and I was like, do you have this? And they're like, no, it's in transit. And I was like, okay, let me know as soon as it comes in so that I can buy it. And then they called me and they said, someone else bought it online before it even arrived here. And I said, why the fuck didn't you tell me I could do that when I talked to you two days ago? So I just bought this one online, even though the people at the dealership were not sure if it would work. Yeah. Because I don't want to get scooped again. Also, this one is in the color that I wanted, which everyone said was impossible. (laughs) God. Well, hopefully it works out. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see what happens, I guess. I mean, Uh, I gave them $7,000, so they better give me fucking something. You could have got Cole's cash in return for this. (laughs) God, not again! (laughs) They're going to give you so many PS5s. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would really soften the blow, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would. I could probably make more money back on those PS5s than I spent on this car. Mm, yeah, you could generate uh, some NFTs with them. Yeah, probably. Uh, it's been Turn almost... to Bitcoin miners. Go on. Yeah. It's been almost 10 years since I've had to buy a car, but I'm sure it's coming up again. Oh, I hate to think about it. But uh, when I got my car, it was... At that time, it was uh, trying to book stuff online or even email, and every response was, Hey, you know what? you just come in like i fucking know you want to wheel and deal and trick me if i come in you won't tell me anything online you're like yeah well you should definitely meet up though is the thing oh fuck you fuckers yes um (sighs) you would think that given the fact that we are still in a global pandemic Mm. they would be more willing to do things online or over the phone but they still aren't you still have to like bend them over backwards to make you to to do the thing that you think should be the standard yeah (laughs) <sighs> Everything sucks. All right, so shall we get into this wiki how? Yes. No, we didn't say what Jeff did. Oh, no, we did. We did say what yep. Jeff did. We, okay. did, we, we did, did it. We did all Now you're the sucker fighting. this time. Oh, damn it. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, were you bragging about how great your memory was like two minutes ago, Louise? <laughs> get her, get her. <laughs> I said my long-term memory was Oh, good. that's true, that's true. So tomorrow <laughs> you'll remember that we talked about all the things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, I, we what we do on this show is we get a random word generated, and then we put it into the WikiHow suggested articles, so we can see all the questions people are asking about that word, and then we tell people our opinions on yep. how, what those things should be. <laughs> and today, uh, we got the word cell. Mm-hmm. S-E-L-L. Yep. yep. Uh, every single one of these is for uh, how to sell a certain thing. I'm glad that it is not like a compound word at all. Yeah. Piece of a word, like it was a lot with mess, where we were having Seller to teach people door. how to message. <laughs> yeah, Matt got there. I, I was quiet, because all I was doing was trying to think of a word that had cell inside of it. Cellar door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got there. <laughs> the most perfect phrase in the English language, yep. or whatever the fuck. Oh, and first up we have here... 
<laughs> how we to sell our door. Dumpy pumpkins. Oh right, yeah. yeah, that's true. We had one for spring, for summer as well. It was like it was spaghetti water slide. Yes, <laughs> well, right. spaghetti water slide was good. <laughs> just uh. pressed all over again. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to come up with a spring and a winter mm. one, and then we will have. Uh, I'll have to check can, my phone. Can, I, I think know I really we can have. start making calendars. I think Spaghetti Water Slide is the name of the mafia bad guy in that new Law and Order show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh man. Okay. Uh, so, how to sell a board game? Mm-hmm. Be target. Now, there's yeah. a couple different ways this could go. Have you made a new board game that you'd like to sell to a big company or to people online? Or are you? do you have a vintage board game you're trying to sell? Yeah, I've known many people, because I've dabbled in the game design world, I've known many people who've done the Kickstarter, creating a new board game uh, route. <laughs> and the number one mistake I see people make there is people who design games think that people who play games want games to be incredibly math intensive. <laughs> that seems like a huge mistake to me, the it casual consumer. It is a consumer. huge mistake, yes. <laughs> so many of the games that I've seen my friends design, it's like, okay, so your character has these stats, but if you land on this square, you add these buttons to your thing, which each one represents plus five to that stat, and it's like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. This is, you're just, you just invented an abacus. <laughs> you invented Ooh. a physical video game, which keeps yes. track of so many numbers. Hold on. Yes. Abacus, abacus the board game is something I would like to have, though. That does Why? sound cool. Uh, does I don't know. It? Yeah. Let's figure out how to gamify the abacus. <laughs> Um, this is like when you pr- program drug wars into your calculator. <laughs> exactly! <laughs> I want to figure out how to play Donkey Kong on an abacus. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong is probably the most abacus-like of video games, huh? If you think about it. I mean, if you look at it visually, yeah. it kind of looks mm-hmm. like an abacus. Now I'm thinking about, like... <laughs> What the dumbest thing we've ever said. If you look at Donkey Kong visually, it kind of looks like an abacus. Now I'm thinking. I mean, if the barrels are beads sliding back and forth What's across. What's Mario then, Matt? <laughs> He's one of the beads. Uh, He's the player paint- bead. <laughs> yeah, you need to paint one of the beads red for this to work. <sighs> Sorry, what were we saying? Something not this. Now I'm fascinated by the idea of like building a physical video game. Yeah. That's, there's so many of those, though. Yeah, you could definitely do it. Uh, yeah, I guess they all like like an analog video game would would have to have like its own screen and a lot of circuit boards and moving parts. You said analog, and then you said screen and moving parts? Yeah, I don't understand that. Uh, well, I mean, versus digital, where it's ones and zeros being represented, you would have, like, an actual thing that moved around inside the screen to make the graphics. Why not have it yeah. be Yeah, oh, so by screen, by screen, you mean a window into a box. <laughs> uh, maybe. With hamsters in it. Hamsters painted different colors. How do, Ooh, I like this. How do vector graphics is this, work? Is this, Louisa, is that your plan for Bomberman? Yeah. Yeah, ha- Hamsterman. <laughs> Yeah, she's gonna have little hamsters in there, and then you put bombs in there to explode the hamsters. Yes. Look, just give the hamsters cherry bombs. Some of them have cherry bombs, and some of them have lit matches strapped to their heads. I love it. This is horrible. Stupid. Matt loves it. (laughs) Oh, what a terrible idea. 
I feel like someone did make an analog Pac-Man or something, yeah. though, right? Yeah, and something like, like that. You could do a Space Invaders on, like, a uh, mini shuffleboard. That wouldn't be too hard. Oh, yes. I've definitely seen an analog Space Invaders. I, w- I want it to be something controlled by, like, a Rube Goldberg machine, though, so it's still mm. automatic. Like, you have to be pedaling a bicycle while you do it? <laughs> yeah! For it to go? <laughs> or, like, I would be fine with even, like, it's powered by a little motor. Uh, but yeah, I think bicycle would be even better. So you have to sit yes. on a bicycle and throw baseballs at the space invaders as they are automatically moved across the physical space. The problem you need <clears throat> to solve for is you could just stop pedaling and then hit all the space invaders <laughs> and then start again. Uh, no, when you stop pedaling, they, they, uh, fall down and hide away. Way. They kill you. <laughs> yeah, if you if you if you pedal under sixty miles an hour, the machine explodes. <laughs> well, it's got all those hamsters with cherry bombs in it. God, so we, we just built- invented a uh, midway um, automated uh, coconut shy. Then right? <laughs> that's true. Okay. The Rube Goldberg Nintendo Entertainment System that kills you. <laughs> <laughs> Louisa, I think you just blew the lid off this whole thing that Space Invaders is just a coconut shy game. It's true. Essentially, all the Midway games just became the earliest video games, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Claw Machine, the game. How to sell a book <laughs> online. Uh, tell, write, write down all the details about what kind of condition it's in. Write down all the details of your life and then call it your autobiography and then sell it online. Mm, that's a good plan. You literally just upload a PDF to Amazon. Has anyone ever done an autobiography where they just described their current state of being and nothing else? Whoa. Hmm. Not that I know of, but it's I not think a that's bad called idea. a diary. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Only one moment in time. Uh, the incident at Owl Creek Bridge. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> spooky! <laughs> now it flashes yeah, back to Halloween. the <laughs> flashes back to the intro of the podcast, and we're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> the, these are the last moments we had to relive. <laughs> yeah, we're imagining oh, what if we lived past the intro of the podcast. Oh. Fuck, I just thought of the concept of podcasting ghosts that sent me to hell. Uh, you know who already thought of the uh, idea of a haunted podcast? The Twilight Zone. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, that's true, but that's not what I said, so it doesn't really count. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I, I'm just sad and a little angry that I will never think of something as on-the-nose, uh, 20th century as a podcast that you listen to that tells you when you die. (laughs) (laughs) I do like, Jeff, your new strategy of debunking people where somebody says something and then you say a different thing that already exists and then you say you were wrong. Yeah, it's called riffing. (laughs) We're all riffing. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, Jeff. Someone already thought about a sitcom about dinosaurs. <sighs> ah, damn it, damn it! I'm mad. <laughs> I thought of it first, though. Uh, I am trying to figure out what the hell a coconut shy is, and Wikipedia, like, picture, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> pictures of it are not helping. 
It's a, oh, an old man. Midway or Carnival game where things are on sticks, <laughs> or sometimes there's holes in a board, and you're throwing you can a coconut. You say a coconut, Louisa. That makes it a lot easier to understand. Well, it's not always the. Sometimes the prizes are on sticks. You can't get into this. <laughs> I'm. If you're just trying to describe the base oh, state of coconut shy, it is a coconut on a stick, and you have a ball, and you have to knock it off. That's sometimes you are throwing the coconut, though, is the problem. We can't get into edge cases, Louisa. <laughs> That's just going to make things harder. How? How are they balanced in such a way where it would be hard to knock them off? Well, that's um, the thing. They're not, they, they're not, or they seem not to be, which is why you go and pay to take your chances. I and then, see. Of yes, course, they can be glued or something if it's a crooked yeah, game. Yeah, people, people often used to put a little wire that you couldn't see from a distance around the coconut that would hold it in place. Okay, so it's, it's like a, you have to buy the coconut's NFT or whatever. <laughs> To yeah. unlock oh, it. Oh no, Jeff, people already thought of NFTs. Oh no, damn it. No, I thought I invented them. Um, switching back to the tab, how to sell a business in Canada. Um, I don't know, I don't have enough information. How, is it that much different than selling a business in the United States, I wonder? Yeah, you have but to be nice. You have to be nice to the people. <laughs> we have no have to, way of knowing. You have to manufacture hockey equipment. <laughs> Or possibly donuts? Is that a? Is that oh a yeah, they have they have a special donut. Tim Hortons sells donuts, right? Yes, that's true. And he was a hockey player, so was he? Yeah. Oh, man, that's really on that, the nose that their yeah. like, regional <laughs> convenience store like, is named after a hockey player. I think that's I why it's called Tim I, Hortons. I think that the thing I respect most about Canada, Canada and Canadian people is that they are so on board with all of the stereotypes about them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's well, true. More so than any other country, they will be like, you're right, we do love maple syrup. Yeah. Our money (laughs) smells like maple syrup. (laughs) Yeah. I hope that's true. Uh, I think the the one thing that they bristle at is the bad fake accent that Americans do. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, although if you go to Newfoundland, they do talk just like that. (laughs) God, even other Canadians can't do a Newfie accent. It's ridiculous. It's so... It's... God, it's... What's the best comparison? There isn't one. It's... I don't it's know. Like if, it's like if the characters from Fargo got extremely high on Whippets. <laughs> uh, it's the, the Cockney of Canada. By the way, you're welcome, the writers of the TV show Fargo, for the plot of your greatest episode ever. Season 5 <laughs> takes place in Newfoundland. <laughs> I was gonna say season five <laughs> takes place with everyone high on whippets, but either way, <laughs> Every, everyone in Fargo goes on spring break <laughs> to Newfoundland. Yes. Here we go. Here's the thing about that show and movie: not a single moment of any of them takes place in Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, joke keep- that the the show has continued, where I think the newest season could, takes place in like Kansas. Hmm. Uh, so what I keep staring at on this list is sell a coop, and I, they might mean a co-op house, but they haven't put the dash between the O's, so it does say coop, so it could, could be, be a chicken, chicken coop. coop. Yeah. yeah. Or isn't there a car that's called a coop, or is that spelled that's differently? That's C-O-U-P-E. Oh, yeah. okay. Is that not coo? That's without the E. Yeah. <laughs> this is confusing me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, I think it would be harder to sell a chicken coop than it would be to sell a housing yeah. co-op. Yeah, if it's a house co-op, I mean, obviously you have to involve the co-op in your selling process, I guess, which might make it easier. If you are trying to sell it, you just go to them and go, yeah. oh, you have to help me. 
Right? Yeah, but you know, have to help you. you know that someone in that co-op has like a shitty nephew who's looking for a house, so they'll just buy it from you probably. Yeah, what if, then what it's if, not your problem anymore. What if you're trying That's to sell awesome. a food co-op? Is that harder or easier? Uh, harder, because you don't own it. The workers own it. Oh, got you. Hmm. Uh, what if you're trying to sell a co-op mode in a video game? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Now, that, that's an interesting <laughs> question. Is it? I think, I do, yes, because I think a lot of games try to sell themselves on having co-op, and a lot of games co-op is terrible. Oh yeah, we, ne- we never played Outlanders like we were supposed to. <laughs> yeah, Whoops. the reason is, I played single-player Outlanders for like an hour-ish, and it's not very fun. Ah, uh, boo. <sighs> um, I think that some games do sell co-op, like Tetris 99, you can pay for a local multiplayer mode. Weird. Mm, there you go. The end. But uh, that's not co-op. I mean, that's against each other. You can't play cooperative Tetris. That would be a madness. I think you could be on a team against other people. Mm, I guess that makes sense mm. somewhat. Uh, how to sell a condo fast. Hurry. Oh, God. Uh, okay. <laughs> He's coming. Uh, He's guess- coming. <laughs> Uh, I guess first thing is put one of those little hoods over his head so that he can't see things so he won't attack them, uh, and then get a leather glove and some meat, uh, and then I guess you should, uh, go to somebody and be like, look how good he is at catching meat, and then they will probably want to buy him. Just say it's actual. You can't hold a condor on your arm, they're huge! (laughs) Well, you haven't seen my arms! (laughs) Oh, that's true. You just- Not lately, I haven't. This one's been getting real big. <laughs> Have I told you lately how big my arms are? <laughs> uh, Jeff, could you put that song at the end of the episode, please? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> uh, I think that if you put it in a box and stamp Acme on the side of the box, Wiley Coyote or Bugs Bunny will buy it and then be very aggravated at how stupid he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I like that one. Okay. Yeah. How to sell a copier? Fucking nobody wants to buy your old copier. Copiers are garbage as soon as you take them out of the box. Yep. Yeah, I, I do think it's wild. I, as soon as you drive I, them off the lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at one point, I worked in an office that had one of those, like, big, like, refrigerator-sized copiers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I remember when we bought it and talking to the salesperson and going through all of the stuff because I was the only person in the office who knew how electronics work, so I was going to be the pers- the de facto person in charge of fixing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so can you tell me what does this do to- that this, and I pointed at a small, you know, shoebox-sized printer sitting on a desk, doesn't do, and the guys couldn't think of anything. <laughs> oh, that's no good. <laughs> It's not good. I was like, going to say, under- aren't they much faster when they're the big they ones? They are. Okay. They are much faster at printing, and that's fine if, like, I mean, the reason we bought it is to print invoices, and we had to do hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. a month, so that's fine. There is a reason to have a copier. They but, should like, know that, though. <laughs> yes, and if you know that, if if that's your business, you already know that, yeah. and you are going to buy a copier from the manufacturer. I don't know why you would buy a secondhand copier. Yeah, that's very weird. They break all the time. Yeah, they do. Also, everyone's going paperless these days. Remember? Remember paperless? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You sell a copier by being like, click file and go down to make a copy, and then you share it on Zoom, right? That's what we're all doing now. Only, no, you have to NFT at first so that other people can't copy it. Okay, yeah. And then you sell the NFT to the person who wants to see the thing that you've copied. Yeah, but you don't sell them a license to view it. You just sell them an NFT that says that they own it. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is a great business relationship you're forging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How to sell a house with a bad layout is a very funny question. <laughs> uh, make it go viral on Reddit. Yeah. Ooh, I like this. Oh, wait, no, we're not supposed to give good ideas, are we? <laughs> What if you do one of those YouTube videos where it's baffling how people are getting around your house? You know what I'm talking about? Like they go up the one set of stairs and then they go, then they come up from a different area of the house in a different way. Is this an Asher house? Yes, exactly. Okay. I assume that's what a bad layout is, right? No, that's a good layout. It's non-Euclidean. I thought it was like there's a water heater in the living room, but then you just put a bunch of mannequins in front of it, and no one's mm. talking about the water heater. Yeah, <laughs> the bandits will think that your family is home for yep. Christmas. Exactly. You gather around the water heater like we all do. <laughs> yeah. You just set up a Walking around the water heater. It's a happy holiday. Oh, <laughs> you just set up your um your Dracula coffin in front of any of the awkward doorways. <laughs> so that nobody can see them. <laughs> oh, I like this. The thing <laughs> is, having a very strong aesthetic of any kind really solves a lot of your house decorating problems. Yes. Because you're like, oh, this this like half-height wall between my kitchen and my dining room is so bizarre. Oh, I know, I'll stick Halloween bats all over it or whatever. <laughs> like, yes. now it's an accent piece. This is what you've done in your house, Matt, is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> the things you're describing sound very likely. Yeah, that's fine. But I I just mean making any kind of choice of, like, I want my house to look like uh, a, a heavy metal Dracula <laughs> lives here. Mm-hmm. Then, then suddenly all of your questions have obvious answers. <laughs> you that is true. Labeled your shed uh, cemetery like that guy. Yes, that is what I was referencing, Jeff. God. Yeah, that's what I was referencing, too. We're all referencing it because it's the best house that's ever been made. Mm, I don't know, Jeff. Somebody already thought about a sitcom where the dad is a Dracula and the mom... Or the ah, mom no, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. They thought about the opposite. The grandpa is a Dracula. Fuck. Yeah, we're, we're, making, we're making the Munsters prequel where it's about... Uh, grandpa and his <laughs> wife is a Frankenstein. Wait, I mean, but they had to be if his daughter baby. is a Frankenstein, right? No, she's a Dracula. Yeah, his daughter's. No. I think his daughter's just scary. Wait, I'm confused. Lily Munster is like a. Um, I thought she was a bride of Frankenstein. Is that not true? No, she's like a Dracula. Hold on, but Morticia Adams is kind of like a Dracula. Yeah, they're basically no. the same character in appearance. But listen, Gomez Adams isn't a Frankenstein. None of the Adams family are monsters; they're just creeps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they dress the I same. Morticia murders. Um, they're all murderers, though. Uh, Lily Munster, nay Dracula, is a fictional character <laughs> in the CBS fit- sitcom The Munsters. Lily is a vampire. Yeah, I was right. She just looks like a Bride of Frankenstein because of the stripes in her hair. Okay, that's the thing that confused me. You can't do stripes in your hair unless you're a Bride of Frankenstein or Rogue from X-Men. Now, I will point out she did marry Frankenstein, so she is literally a Bride of Frankenstein. (laughs) And she had kind of Dracula powers, didn't she? She could suck out your essence. I mean, she must have. She Her last name was Dracula before she got married to Frankenstein. Oh, I thought we were still talking about Rogue. (laughs) Oh, no, okay. Now no, hold on. <laughs> should I make the incredibly filthy joke that popped into my head? Or yes, yes. <laughs> Fine. I was going to say she sucks out your essence, but once she married you, she doesn't do it as much. Anymore. 
Ah! Oh, incredibly good. Uh, uh, you can put this on the Are the Straits Okay Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now we have to uh, debate, is Rogue from the X-Men a Bride of Frankenstein? <laughs> oh, man. Well, wait, okay, that- Does she mean... end up with anybody in the stories? Rogue's love interest. G- Gambit is the main one she had a love interest with, and he is not like a Frankenstein He's more like a wolf man, huh? He, he, do- yeah. he does have a, a, like, very blocky head, though. That's true. Hmm. He does get angry and f- when people wave fire in his face, probably. <laughs> is he a Jekyll and Hyde? What, what type of monster would we say Gambit is most like? Uh, <laughs> sex mean- pervert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all of them, Jeff. That's all the monsters. <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, wait, I'm gonna say one and you're gonna not think it's good, but really come with me here. Invisible Man. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because if he turned invisible, he would absolutely go insane. <laughs> yes, A, Invisible Man is a sex pervert. <laughs> B, he is like a pickpocket thief, mm-hmm. so he is like a stealth character, just like the Invisible Man is. Mm-hmm. And C, he's from Louisiana. That one doesn't apply as much. Is the but- Invisible Man from Louisiana? <laughs> Is he? I mean, who can say where he's from? He's invisible. <laughs> yeah, so he's from parts unknown. He's fr- he's from right behind ID, you. If you asked for his ID, the picture box would be empty. How would you verify it's him? Hmm. Ooh, I got you there. Yeah, yeah I can't. I can't respond to that. It's too stupid. <laughs> Uh, all right. Here's what about list- this idea that Gambit is a mummy because he's always wrapped up in ridiculous uh, parts of his costume for some reason? Uh, is he wrapped up in stuff? I he mean, always he has, has that fingerless w- gloves and that weird head sleeve. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. And a trench coat over his leotard, which is a weird thing. Yeah, just like a mummy would do. I don't think any of that evokes <laughs> mummy to me. Uh, he understands the uh, fortune-telling arts <laughs> like mummies do, you know. <laughs> I guess, okay, the main thing about Gambit is that he's like a thief and a gambler. Is that any? Is that any of the monsters? Is that a guild? Um, is does does? <laughs> See, I want to say that's Mister Hyde. Does the is he a is he a swamp thing because he's Ooh. from the swamps oh. of Louisiana? Ooh. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. That's is that that's not one of the Universal monsters though. I we did we say Universal monsters? I did. That, that's just a monster archetype. I guess so. Yeah, I guess. Is he a gill man? We, I did Gilman as a joke. Oh, okay. Uh, her most Frankenstein <laughs> is pretty good. Her most Frankenstein-like ex-boyfriend is Colossus. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, he's a Frankenstein, so she could be a bride of Frankenstein. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Wolverine's definitely just a Wolfman, right? Uh, yes. maybe a Jekyll and Hyde. No, he's a Wolfman. You're right. He's just a Hyde. He's not yeah. got no Jekyll. <laughs> he's not got no Jekyll. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is Cyclops. <laughs> we need to stop. I, we're getting too Cyclops is a Cyclops! You say that like anyone else is continuing. I know! I... You're the one. He's a Cyclops, <laughs> <Stop>. obviously. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do like the idea of like a monster squad where one of them is a giant Cyclops. <laughs> Maybe he's always carrying around a herd of sheep under his arms, like May- little yes. sheep. Maybe he's a Phantom of the Opera because he wears that mask over his oh. face out of shame. Mm, I like yes, this. Yes, and and he's like 
uh, supposed to be handsome, but you look at him and you're like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he's always pining after uh, this woman who's much more interested in the wolfman. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just like Raul was a wolfman in the original <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. I'm pretty sure that's true. <laughs> I mean, it didn't come up in the story, but that doesn't, we don't know everything about Raul. That's yeah. true. That is this definitely is, true. If the Universal Monsters Dark Universe film uh, continuity had taken off, we definitely would have gotten to a movie where Raul from the Phantom of the Opera becomes a wolfman. That definitely would have happened. <laughs> that is yes. true. I would like to point out, and this is somewhat from the J.K. Rowling School of Storytelling, that any story that takes place where you don't explicitly know if it's a full moon, the characters could be wolfmen, and it just doesn't come up. Ooh. Mm, that is very and good. Patrick Wilson played him in the 2004 movie. Has he ever played a wolfman? Mm, in the A-Team, but it didn't come up in the movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all, never a full moon, all of the scenes all, took place the during the day. All the scenes took place in the daytime, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. Pretty good. Oh man, this is the stupidest episode of the show we've ever done. Yep. <laughs> uh, how many uh, other secret wolfmen are there? That's all I want to know. Every character in every fictional story is a wolfman, if, if, unless it says explicitly it's a full moon and they're not a wolfman. I'm going to start assuming that they are, and it's just not relevant to the story. Seems unfair that Ocean Master would get to be a wolfman, also. Mm, I mean, tides. It does slash. <laughs> Because that's the moon, tides of the moon. No, I get it. Yeah, tides, moon, <laughs> tides, wolfman. Uh-huh. No, I see the connection. It doesn't need more explanation. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So what if hmm, So if he turned into a werewolf While he was underwater Would the wolf still be able to breathe water And talk underwater I I don't like the version of wolfman Where wolf the wolf version can talk Yeah that's no good Okay would would he still be able to howl underwater Then whatever Well no but I guess this is my point Is that we've already established that when you turn into a wolfman You lose the human powers you have. Okay, talking. So during the only human power is talking. <laughs> during a full moon, he's underwater, transforms into a wolf, and is just crushed by the pressure of the ocean and dies. Correct. Well, well, wolfmen are very strong. What about seals? Isn't that a brand of the military? Uh, Probably. No. Is that what the navy? Is that what navy seal means? Google there must be yes. from Latin. Uh, the uh, a basis for this name. It's a m- I am saying minor league baseball team, and <laughs> uh, it's a Seattle uh, rugby team with a shark as the logo. Okay, hold on, hold on. Actually, no, that might be. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, we cannot, we cannot allow <laughs> a, a baseball team. To be the only instance of a phrase of any kind. <laughs> no, if this was a movie, this would be proof. We'd open a big book and be like, oh shit, Seattle Seawolves, they're based on the ancient legend. Yes, that's what I'm saying. There is no <laughs> reality in which Seawolves is a name that they came up with. Oh, okay. You're on board. I thought you were against yes. me, but you're with me. <laughs> I am with you. You're either I'm with saying, her or against there's her. No, there's no way somebody was like, I need to come up with a name for my baseball team. <laughs> I'm going to make up something whole cloth. Here we go. Sea wolves. But, like, is a seahawk a thing? I that sea wolves existed. Yes, seahawks are a thing. Jack. I looked up seahawk and I'm only finding the football team. <laughs> 
some type of Seahawk? I love this, Jeff. Here's the thing, though. Even if Seahawks aren't a thing, they could be. Like, I can, when you say Seahawk, I'm like, I know what that is. It's yeah, like it some kind fish. of osprey or gull or something. Ah! When you say Sea Wolf, that's nothing. I'm on. That doesn't make any sense. I'm on Audubon.org slash news slash what is a Seahawk anyway. And the first thing it says, what is a Seahawk? Actually, there is no such thing. Mm hmm. But it's a phrase, Jeff. It's a phrase that exists outside of just the football team. Mm, the Audubon Society is the king of birds, and they say no. They say nay. Uh, they say it's not a bird. They're not the king of phrases, Jeff. Ooh, the eerie sea wolves presents a uh, interesting theory where the sea wolf is a uh, wolf who is a pirate. <laughs> With okay, three peg legs. <laughs> I was going to be mad, but now I love it. Yeah, uh, the logo is, a, a, you know, football logo wolf, uh, but with a bandana and an eye patch. I need to bring up something. We're, we haven't talked about Universal Monsters in a long time. Yeah. And it, it, we, it, we're past due. Oh my god, I predicted last week that we were going to talk about Universal Monsters this week. You can say <laughs> that every week and it'd be true. Um... <laughs> So I need to bring up our our most lucrative IP, Captain Transylvania. Okay, is he a sea wolf? Is what you're asking. Well, no, stop. Hold on. Okay. Don't, get, right. don't get ahead of me now. Right. Don't get ahead of okay. me now. Captain Transylvania. For anyone who's new to the podcast, is uh, our superhero character whose one power is that he is every monster. <sighs> is Captain Transylvania a pirate? Of course. Hmm. He's a pirate, a monster. Uh, pirate ghosts are often monsters. Well, okay, he is a ghost. We yeah. know that for sure. He's specifically He's a, a pirate ghost, though. That's different yeah, than a regular ghost. Question. Yeah. I, I think question. he should be a pirate yeah, ghost. Yeah, pirate but ghost. Does that mean he's every kind of ghost? Does he have to be a Victorian lady ghost? No, that's that's within the realm of ghost. Pirate ghosts are always corporeal skeletons with swords, wearing pirate costumes. <laughs> you say always! Skeleton? <laughs> that's not a ghost! No, they're only a ske- they only appear as a skeleton under the full moon because they're a ghost. <laughs> Uh, That's one movie, Jeff. We cannot start- And an entire game franchise! We cannot allow- We cannot allow (laughs) Disney movies based on rides to dictate what is and isn't a monster to us. What about Legends of Monkey Islands? (laughs) (laughs) To piggyback on what Jeff said- if you are a pirate ghost who is a skeleton at the full moon, are you a type of werewolf? Whoa. Ooh, this is a great question. What if you're a werewolf who becomes a pirate, and then you steal a coin from uh, Captain Barbosa or whatever? What oh, happens no, when it's a full moon? You turn into a zombie and then into a werewolf. You turn into the skeleton of a werewolf. <laughs> So wait, when you're when you're not in the full moon, are you are you still a ghost? <sighs> These are the important questions. Jeez, ah, is feel it like a- you need to be a non corporeal ghost who is yeah. uh, standing at the wheel of a ghostly ship, right? Okay, yeah. That's that's a whole different thing, though, because then yeah. I'm saying, is he a pirate? Does he need to be a pirate ghost to be every monster if he's already a ghost? There's two types of pirate ghosts to me. There's one where it's like, uh, you know, normal translucent ghost, but he's like, I don't know, glowy blue or glowy green, because that's a little spookier for pirates. Uh-huh, and he's, yeah. and he's piloting the flying Dutchman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a regular ghost. He doesn't have to be one of those. I do think to be every monster, he does have to be a cursed pirate skeleton that turns into a skeleton or, or perhaps That's a sea monster. So niche. 
Yeah. That's so neat. And also, the fact that he, of course, is part mummy, being every monster, uh, the mummy also is often a rotting corpse or skeleton that is walking around waiting to get more power. Yeah. That's true. There's a lot of overlap here <laughs> to the point where I wonder if Captain Transylvania could even differentiate the different kinds of monsters he is. Like, mm. is this one yeah. of my mummy powers or one of my pirate zombie ca- powers? Is Impossible. Is a mummy just a different type of pirate? Can you that explain? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was really hoping you'd just go with it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess he voyages to the afterlife, right? Here's Uh. here's what I think. In the comics, Captain Transylvania never really addresses whether he's a pirate zombie or not. Okay. But then, there's an episode where he sword fights against Johnny Depp, not Jack Sparrow. This is of the Disney Plus series? What? You said an episode. I'm assuming that this is of the Disney Plus series, oh, Captain I, I Transylvania. I said comic earlier. I meant issue if I said episode. Oh, no. I, I He's episode been at it. He's lives. been adapted. Okay, well, whatever. Either way, he fights Johnny Depp, the actor, uh, and Johnny Depp uh, stabs him through the body, and he looks like he's gonna die, and then he steps into the moonlight, and he looks exactly the same, but he's no longer hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. So he's He's healed by Moonlight now in kind of a reverse Superman way, but not reversed as far as Bizarro Superman. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't- he's so opposite that Bizarro gets uh, hurt in the Moonlight instead of healed by the sunlight. (laughs) (laughs) Is Bizarro Superman one of the monsters that he is? (laughs) He's- Oh god, are supervillains monsters? He wouldn't be Bizarro Superman. He would be, like, I think Bizarro is, like, the monster category, and Bizarro Superman is just one of the Bizarros. Okay. I don't think we can allow supervillains to be monsters in this, because that would mean Captain Transylvania, who is a superhero, would have the powers of every villain he fights. Not all of them are monsters. Bizarro is for sure a monster. Yeah, he looks like a monster. Or is that me being too prejudiced about monsters? He also yeah, talks like a Frankenstein. Lex Luthor is more of a monster in terms of morality no. than b- Bizarro. Yeah, I is. will not allow ethical mm. monsters. It has to be like Whoa. sad. Uh, it ha- that doesn't make sense. No, we already said he's a cop. Uh, yeah. he's a monster. No, they're physically monsters. They're physically <laughs> monstrous. Uh, uh, no, I think that it has to mostly be either, like, irredeemable supernatural monsters like cops, or the, like, tragic romantic monster like a werewolf or a swamp thing. But not ethical monsters. But not like, like a businessman. Like Pol Pot. Yeah, he's not Pol Pot or Jeff Bezos, like, that's too far. <laughs> I do like the idea of like seventy issues in though, where like we finally see him going home and he has a gigantic mansion because he's a billionaire because that's one of the monsters he is. All right, well, we but- already said he's part Batman. He definitely is a monster, right? All right, here is here is a question though: Is the Joker a monster? See, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't it's think, tough. I don't think that you we can allow supervillains to count as monsters. None Any of them. Supervillain. I don't think so. I what about the Hulk? He's a monster. He's a Jekyll and Hyde. Well, I want all the monsters to. 
he, the Hulk has powers. I want all the monsters to have powers, really. Like, that's the defining line for me. Like, Bizarro Superman, yes. Mm. But the Joker, I guess no, because he doesn't have any powers. Doesn't he? Some people think he does. Yeah, his power is that he's super insane and so twisted. <laughs> I, saw okay. once, I saw once, I think it was in the, like, instruction booklet for Injustice, that fighting game or whatever. Yeah. But somebody was like, Joker's power is that he's extremely good with knives. That's, that's <laughs> Is that even a thing of his? That's not a power. Like, he has knives sometimes. Uh, I don't even think... Is he especially good at them? I don't think so. Like, I know the Heath Ledger one has a bunch of knives in that one gag after he gets arrested in the Dark Knight. Yeah, and like- But like, that's just sort of a throwaway dark joke. If someone had supernatural knife powers, I would think it would be Zaz. Oh, yeah. Who cuts his skin every time he murders someone. He's like a guy who's trying to be a comic book villain, but he doesn't have powers, he's just a guy. He's a regular murderer. You just described every Batman villain. (laughs) Uh, no, some of them have, like, weird technology, or, like, the Joker at least has, like, we don't know who he was before he was the Joker. (laughs) Can we talk about... I know that we should be talking about this. No, we should. I don't care about you can, them. <laughs> you can sell anything online. Go to eBay. Yeah. Um, can we talk about how they <laughs> fucked up the character of uh, Poison Ivy so much over the years? Because, like, she was such a great character when her quote-unquote power was that she was immune to plant toxins. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's just a normal person thing that you could theoretically be. And then the idea of you being a poisoner because that you're immune but they're not and so you can, like, get away with poisoning people, poison lipstick, all that fucking rules. That's such a great gimmick for a character. And then they're like, oh, she can also control plants with her minds. Fuck you! (laughs) Why? I don't mind that so much. That's not a thing! The idea of being able to control plants at all is crazy. I like- that's why we want it so much. Mankind has always yearned to control the plants. <laughs> I I like her being able to control the uh plants. What I don't like is when she has green skin. I think that I mean that's bad too. <laughs> I can't believe I'm alone in this on wanting all of the Batman villains to have like normal like super semi-scientific power. Uh, she's been like, she's been able to control pl- plants as long as her name has been Pamela Isley. Like, it was basically a different character before. I mean, if we're- the, the main thing that I- my personal favorite source material for Batman stuff is the animated series, because I think it's the best iteration of Batman. Yeah, fair. And the first season of the animated series, none of the characters had- n- non-scientific powers. Some of them were super science, I'll give you that. The Mad Hatter controlling people with microchips is a little crazy. But, like, being able to telekinetically make trees grow super fast is just magic. Yeah, that's fine. You're just doing magic. You can't have magic in Batman! <laughs> mm, have you considered because, you can? <laughs> because we know, okay, we know about Batman, his whole deal is, like, being prepared, learning everything he can. You're telling me that in a universe where Batman sees that magic is real, he didn't learn to do magic? Is that what you're telling me, Jeff? Well, no, he Maybe probably he did. And that's his tragedy. He can't learn it. He can't? But other can't or just won't. Learn it from books. Mm, that's yeah. the eternal conflict of Yeah, Batman. he wants the challenge. <laughs> And also, he's handicapping himself by never using guns. So, yeah, his, his parents were killed by guns, fighting. Louisa. They weren't killed by magic. Or were they? Or were they? <laughs> now, I'm imagining a different universe here where Batman's parents were killed by magic guns. 
And then he picks up those magic guns and becomes the Revenger of the Night. Uh, oh no, I think, Jeff, you're just writing the Dark Tower series. <laughs> yeah, he becomes the gunslinger and has to go journey to the Dark Tower to fight Matthew McConaughey. Yep. I've just been scrolling a page of Bizarro Superman pictures, and I feel like I'm going insane. <laughs> They're all just like Herman Munster. <laughs> yeah. Why is this yeah. the opposite of Superman? He's just a guy made of rocks, but he's the opposite of <laughs> Superman. Shouldn't he be really tiny? Yeah. Shouldn't he be like Chris Evans at the beginning of Captain America? Yeah, he's all yes. skinny and a woman. He should. That's the opposite of man. <laughs> Alright, I feel like we're getting uh, into bad territory here. <laughs> yeah, thanks for reinforcing the gender binary, Jeff. <laughs> Listen, it's a spectrum, and the opposite ends of the spectrum are labeled man and woman. You could fall anywhere no. between that. No, Jeff, you're getting- you're digging <laughs> such a bad hole to live in. Uh, I like when Bizarro is just an alien from a backwards cube planet full of Bizarros. Yeah, That's- I like the ones where he's, like, sort of a robot or a rock man, like you say, but there's a lot of these where he's a rotted corpse, and that is gross, and why? Because yeah, that's the, the opposite clone- of being an alive Superman. <laughs> <laughs> the failed clone version that of Bizarro is my least favorite. I think I like the parallel dimension version of Bizarro the best. Yeah. Where he's just, like, the Superman in a universe where everything is backwards. Mm, and then they kiss at the end. Mm, I- and then they explode because it's, like, matter, matter and antimatter. <laughs> I like that one because he's, uh, he comes from a planet that is a cube instead of a sphere, because cubes are the opposite of spheres. <laughs> uh, and the flash of that universe is really slow, uh, and Wonder Woman in that universe was an adult woman who got turned into a clay baby, because that's the opposite of her origin story. Yeah, that's fair. I love all of that. That all, that all to me is extremely good. <laughs> I like the the versions of that story where you see the cube planet and everyone on that planet is a superhero except for Bizarro. <laughs> uh, I there's my I think my favorite version of this is in All Star Superman where there's another there's a Bizarro Bizarro on the Bizarro world who's the opposite of Bizarro in that he's a normal person of normal intelligence and hates being on the Bizarro world so much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is we're just describing Waluigi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's Superman's Waluigi. If Superman is Wario, uh, Zibaro, which is his name, is Waluigi. <laughs> Zibaro is so good. Yeah, he's a pizza Fuck, place. That's a good name. <laughs> Shit, that's so fucking good. Yeah, have you read All Star Superman? It's incredible. I haven't, and maybe I should. I'm almost done reading uh, Invincible, like, like finally finishing the Invincible. Yeah, maybe that's my next. I have Compendium three of that waiting, waiting to be read. <sighs> All right, guys, thanks for listening to this show. I don't even know. What it's happened? <laughs> this one was really mostly fine. about uh, what if Superman was a Frankenstein, I think. <laughs> uh, if you like the show, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, and uh, if you want to talk to us, you can uh, find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord. We we talk to people every, you know, anytime anyone posts something there, one of the three of us responds. So it, we're, we're really happy to talk to you guys. <laughs> Uh, so if you want to join the Discord, just message us on Mastodon. Uh, I'm on there, at Matt Heron, at Mastodon.online. You know where I am. You can find me. <laughs> if 
if you have a particular set of skills. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, guys. Well, I hope you come back next week. Hopefully, I'll have a new car by then. Uh, and then I can talk about my new car. And uh, so that's a teaser for next week, I guess. Jeff, do <laughs> you want to predict what we'll talk about next week? Mm, well, we talked about Superman, Batman, and the Universal Monsters this week. And the Monsters, even further. And the Adams Family. So uh-huh. we brought up Captain Transylvania. Hmm. We're going to have to dip back into very obscure Star Wars characters. <sighs> I think we're going to talk about J. Jonah Jameson next week. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. prediction, yeah. Oh, man. This is kind of like a curse, also. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't even, like, I didn't remember until we started talking about it that I had predicted that last week. I know, we didn't even try to do it. That's what I'm saying, you have some kind of power. (laughs) You could be one of the monsters if you really apply yourself. Yeah, my power is that I only know about four things. Uh, all right, yeah. guys. Well, thanks very much for coming out and listening to the show. Please come back next time. In the meantime, we can't keep doing this, you guys. Goodbye. Eat your donuts. <laughs>